listening to Artitude, a podcast with artists created and produced by Detlef Schlick, a visual artist and ritual designer, living and loving in West Cork, and best known for his essay about the cause and effect of shamanism, art and digital culture. Working in the field of performance, photography, painting, sound, installations, and film he will dive and discover with us and a weekly creative guest into the unknown and exciting deep ocean of the creative mind. This is Detlef Schlich and today we dive into the unknown and exciting ocean of the creative mind together with uh, Matthew Rob. Um, Matthew uh, Rob's lyrical style of song poetry developed from a love of old time country blues and his early years as a spoken word performance artist. So Matthew is a performance artist, singer, songwriter. Alongside his distinctive take on the American genre coupled with intelligent and thought-provoking songwriting, he regularly tours and performs internationally with his bands, but also solo when called for. Matthew has up to now released three well-acclaimed albums and currently lives with his family in Cologne, Germany, where I am from, in a self-built home made from reclaimed material. I mean, the, the contact was actually created from, from, from a friend of mine, from Suzanne. She, she helped as well, Matthew, to, to set up all the technology. Uh, but I think it, it's, uh, it looks like it works perfect. Hi, Matthew. Great to have you here. Hi, Delaf. Thanks for <laughs> inviting me. Yeah, that, that, that's so cool. Uh, like I say, Suzanne, she said, oh, God, have, have a talk with Matthew, um, a fellow from England, and he's, he's <laughs> living here in the, the uh, they call it Indiana Siedlung. That's right. Uh, and uh, it is it is in Cologne, and f it's not in Cologne. It's at the at the edge of Cologne. Is it? Yes, yes. About twenty minute cycle ride from yeah. the city. Yeah, so it's a very nice place to to be creative, probably. But we will get to that into the second part because we will start in the third, in the first part with Matthew's uh, past. Actually, Matthew was from what was Manchester. Well, near there. I, I grew up in Bradford, which is uh, maybe sixty uh, kilometers from Manchester. It's another town in Yorkshire so, called, yeah. called Bradford, near Leeds. Countryside. So, how, how many people used to live there, or at the time when when you grew up over there? Oh, I guess we could be half a million. It's quite huge. I mean, it's all, almost like like Cologne. I mean, Cologne has a million now. And mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an old industrial town. So in the Victorian times, um, they they made uh, a lot of cloth there. There's a lot of water there, so they they had a lot. They needed the water to dye the cloth. So okay. there's a lot of old mills, you know, big old factories, like the dark satanic mills. So it was very rich in the Victorian times. 
I can imagine that. I mean, I can imagine that 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 are they, are, are, do this this mill still exist? Yeah, yes, they do. But I think they've renovated them into houses, you know, into lofts, volume. probably, you know. Yes, into like flats. Wow. What we call flats, you know. Wow. And what what was about practice rooms? Uh, did did they did they put them as well into practice room? I mean, in Cologne, you know the Renania in Cologne. Yes, uh, we had our rehearsal rooms over there, you know, so, which was great. And and, and and I can imagine an old mill uh, would be perfect for that, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it would. Yeah, there probably is, but you know, I'm, I'm not aware of it right now. I've been away from there for so many years. So how many years are you away now? Uh, well, I guess from Bradford, uh, you know, over 25 years. All right. Okay. So, so you, you grow up there? Yes. And went to school over there? Yes. As well. And uh, learned to play probably guitar over there as well. Right. Yes. Started playing guitar there, yeah. How, what was how was it your, your 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 first approach? What was it? What what brought you to 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 music? To music, um, I guess the first was at the church. I joined, you know, I was in the choir a little yeah. bit mm -hmm. in the church choir, and then there was like a youth group, um, children youth group in yeah. the church. Yeah. And there was a woman who was running that and she played guitar and violin. All right. And I was interested, I was about 11. And uh, I took a few lessons on the violin. Okay. And? Well, and yeah, I realized how uncomfortable it is. So I, I didn't get past the uncomfortable stage, but I quickly went on to the guitar. So you didn't like to play the violin? Yeah, I didn't get the hang of it, so the, the guitar seemed more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try. I just try to imagine how it would be. So, if you're a singer songwriter, and if you would, would, would try to develop a song with 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 a violin, you know. Well, there's a really uh, infamous character in Cologne that does that. You know, Klaus de Geiger. Right, I forgot. Yeah, sure. So he does it actually with a violin, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Right. But I mean, that's it's it's very unusual, actually. There are not many people who are going to do it, I would say. No, I think he's one of the few, you know, of the old style fiddlers that sing, you know, songs with a fiddle. I remember the first time I saw him in Cologne yeah. on the street and he was playing all these sweet melodies. And he got a big crowd around him with all these lovely, lovely classical melodies. And when he had the crowd, he started screaming all these heavy political songs. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I mean, I must, I must uh, tell, tell the listeners, the English-speaking listeners, um, Klaus der Geiger is, is, is a, a very ancient character from Cologne. And, uh, I mean, a, a left-wing character, very political as well. And... Uh, He's actually well known in the complete in in, in the whole whole scene, left wing scene, isn't he? Mm -hmm. So so that means we speak about twenty five years ago. 
that was then then uh when when did you arrive then in germany it was it was 80 oh, i guess in germany yeah about 20 21 years ago 21 years ago and i mean yeah. I, i mean in the 80s Klauser geiger was 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 in the 80s actually the, the i think 70s 80s was was the, the item i mean i had i had a chat with dominic van Zenger and 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 all this This band members from 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 Can and and then Dunkelziffer, which were quite famous in the 70s and 80s, and that was far more the time where where Badermeinhof was 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 very popular, you know. Mm. So that well, was. I, yeah, I arrived in Cologne, I guess, in 1999. And, all right. And, and mentioning Dunkelziffer, I used to play with a guy, uh, I think, in, from that band, uh, Matthias Coyle. Yeah. Sure. I used to play play with him. He used to play in my band. I'm now already as well, 20 years, longer than 20 years away. No, almost 20 years away from Cologne, from Germany. So I haven't seen nobody anymore. I mean, except via this podcast, you know. Yes. So, so that's the thing. So yeah, Klaus der Geiger. Wow, that you mentioned the name, violin player. Yeah, yeah. But back to you. You started then to pick up the guitar, and yes, picked up the guitar and started to learn the old country blues. With picking blues, you know, I like the finger picking. Was was eleven? Oh no, I wasn't that young playing the blues. No, uh, I guess. The first songs were just yeah, uh, whatever you're learning books, you know. And yeah, I don't know, like these, you know, gospel songs and American folk music, blowing in the wind and swing low, sweet chariot, down by the riverside, down by the like riverside. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so sure. So what 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 so that that used to be as well the, your first songs what you listened to for, to or, or was there any other inspiration from from me from my parents' side or something like this? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, there were records around the house, Elvis, you know, Elvis, um, and the old uh, big bands, uh, Glenn Miller, yeah, things like this were were around the house. And I guess uh, when I got to about 10, 11, uh, Blondie, used to listen to Blondie. And All right. 10, 11? Yeah, so, well, I was uh, born in 69. So, 69. You know. ah, right. I was wondering. Yes, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I was. And then, yeah, obviously the Beatles, John Lennon, we used to listen to Neil Young. When we were about 10 years old. So you used to be 11 when 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 guys or when bands like like Blondie start to play. Uh, how was the time then over there down down at, at, at your place? I mean, as, as as punk was somehow started. Yeah, punk, I, I guess, started in England in 77, didn't it? I, in America earlier with the New York Dolls. I guess a few years earlier, but punk started in the mid to late 70s, 77, I think. Yeah. My brother, uh, my older brother was a real punk. Was he? 
Yeah, so he had the Mohican and everything. Honestly. So, yeah, and we shared a bedroom, so I got my uh, daily dose of punk music. I was wondering, so how was it for you as as a young guy? I mean, you you used to be then then uh, 69, 79, eight years old. As 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 it started, how how old was your brother? How many years older? Uh, he's three three and a half years older. So so, so we speak about you were probably eight, and and he was already eleven, almost twelve. Yes, a but teenager. I guess yeah, I guess it was you know a couple of years into it that he got into it. You know, I don't know. He was probably thirteen on how, when. How, when I remember going down to the, the record store, the first records I ever bought from HMV. Yeah. I bought three singles. One was um, God Save the Queen by The Pistols. One yeah. was Tell the, Tell the Children by Sham 69. Yeah. And I think, I think the other one was Temple Tudor. So I bought three punk records and I bought them for my brother. You bought it from your brother. <laughs> He sold it to you. For him, for him. So yeah. I'd have been about nine or ten then, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I think if, if if one is quite young, I mean, I know that in my case, my first my first record was A Song of Joy from Miguel Rios. And mm -hmm. I was as well eight years old. Um, and then it started direction Mango Jerry in the summertime. Uh, Alice Cooper schools out T-Rex hot love and all that you know yeah and I was as well quite young eight year and, and but I think uh, punk is somehow quite extreme you know mm -hmm. and and uh, I think that should influence you as well already with eight years I mean I mean you you it, it probably it 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 forms and influence your 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 political thinking with eight years doesn't it I'm not sure, um, could have, but you know, we had all sides, you know, from the, the other side, we had religion and school, you know, uh, and then from this side, we had culture. So punk music. So yeah, we, we were like pretty much stuck between the church and the punk music, singing in the choir and going home and sticking on Johnny Rotten. <laughs> So yeah, I guess it's it's two extremes, but I don't know. I think I don't know if they did any damage. All right. <laughs> like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Okay. Now back to the show. All right, punk in the church. That sounds great, actually. And you, you you never came to the idea to adapt somehow punk songs in, in, in a church choir? Well, uh, maybe I, the closest I got is the song Ode to Consequentialism. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, actually. Mm. So so we're going to play that later at the, at the end and then of, of, of this show. So because I, I really liked it. So it's actually so I, I just can mention it. It is, it is um, um, I might show it over here. Matthew has now already three um, CDs, and that's that's his. I mean, that's that's his third one. I might show this next week on YouTube, and you can see the cover. That's that Matthew's 
Matthew Rupp's third CD called War Without Witness. And uh, one song is is um, ode to consequentialism, but uh, we might get later, or probably as well in the second part, more into details uh, when we speak about the 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 now and the yet. So so now in the first part we still stick somehow to the to to the past and and um, probably very interesting times and in, and. In, in on a place like this, uh, I mean, I mean, how was it? How was it actually? I know in Cologne, for instance, we had um, in the in the seventies, eighties, all these old houses. They they uh, they started to to refurbish it somehow, and I, I wonder how it was at this time in the, in, in the seventies, eighties with these old mills. Were there already uh, uh, flats, or were they still empty? I mean, could you, could you was a was yeah. there a possibility to occupy them or whatever? I'm not sure. Um, you know, I remember my uncle buying a house uh, for us for for one pound, which is like you know, one pound. You know, you, you couldn't for even buy a packet of cigarettes for one pound, oh, and he mean? bought a, a house for one pound because it was like a, a derelict house. It was they were going to knock it down in six months, All so right. you could buy you could buy them for one pound and live in them for half a year. For half a year, so but um, the thing, yeah, we grew up in um, a normal place in Bradford. Yeah. I guess it, it was nice, you know. Yeah. Uh, we had a big rec recreation place to play football. Yeah. And we were out playing football and riding his bikes, fixing bikes and playing football, and uh, it was great. Yeah. Um, uh, but for so you could you could buy for one for for one pound um, an old house, and probably then the contract was that that you have to leave then this place. It was to no chance to to occupy it or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, you well, had to well, leave well, it. it. Yeah. So, so did 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 pen, plenty of people use this this option? I'm not sure. Uh, with the mills, I think some of them were listed buildings, you know, because they're old. But some got torn down. Yeah. Uh, a few of the buildings were torn down, and um, a lot of people resisted this because they're beautiful old buildings. So I think eventually they started to refurbish them. And mm. now, I, now I guess they're quite good accommodation. Now I can imagine that. I, I mean, old mills that making, transforming them into lofts is probably a great thing, isn't it? I mean, mm. probably very expensive and, and 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 difficult to do. But yeah, well, I, I mean, was there? Uh, I'm wondering, did did you have any anything what what was a little bit similar in the seventies, like the house occupying, like in Cologne, you know, especially uh, during the times of the riots and 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 over there. Yes, but we, you know, the squatting we call the, it. But yeah, we didn't we didn't get into that until we were like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. You know. Up until then, I was living, of course, with my my family, you know. Yeah. 
But yeah, we, we squatted. There was squats, definitely, um, around. And a lot of youths uh, living in squats. Well, I lived in one for a while. How long? Uh, I guess a few months. So 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 it was not. not I've experienced that, it. Yeah, yeah, but 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 you didn't fancy it's too much. I mean, you 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 used to be not then this this activist who is just living in squats. No, 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 no. That's no. So 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 you preferred more the the, the quieter life a little bit. Well, no, but I've been on the move, you know, so been on the move quite a bit. So as soon as I was old enough, I, I went traveling, you know. Already? With, with yeah, 17? 16, 16. And that, uh, for, for, for just, just for, for good, I mean, or so you started? Yeah, we just hitchhiked down to Greece. Yeah. And uh, lived and worked in Greece for four months. Yeah, and, and um, uh, you know, shoveling the goat shit for the farmers. <laughs> for the Greek farmers. Yeah, yeah. Did you already start then to write your own songs, or no, not at that age, no. But I was always interested in poetry and writing. Yeah. So. But no, I, I was just uh, out trying to, uh, I guess, escape the confines of growing up in a small town, you know. I wanted to see the world a little bit. Sure. I'd never sure. left England, so I wanted to have a look around, you know. Yeah. Different so. cultures. Oh, in my 20s, yeah. I, went, I went off to South America. All right. Mm. Stayed out there for about eight months. That's a long time. Where, where have you been in South America? I mean, it's quite, a, quite a somehow dangerous place. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, uh, we we went. I I went in many countries, um, but you know, it's a big place, so you you can spend time out there. You know. Sure. I mean, I used to be in in Panama and. Costa Rica for three months in total. Yeah. That, that was somehow, it was somehow enough. I mean, I realized that 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 I'm somehow more European than 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 uh, Middle American, you know. So yeah, uh, and like I said, it's quite dangerous. I mean, I mean, uh, this 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 life uh, is is uh, they completely they totally deal with different issues, isn't it? Totally, totally. I mean, Yeah, it could be. It's a long time ago, you know, since I was there. But I was in down in Patagonia, like for a while too, and then uh, traveled up. Did did he did he ever rob you or? I guess yeah, a few times. Did he? Yeah. So so actually so that's 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 why why you call yourself Matthew Rob or is Rob your, your 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 real second name? Well, yeah, we got robbed a few times, but I'm sure we robbed back. You know, <laughs> honestly, we weren't innocent. You know, so what? What means? No, they, they they have all the tricks. Yeah, you you know, we got robbed. I remember uh, when we hit Ecuador. We was in Ecuador. Yeah, and 
I found the first English bookshop that I'd seen on my travels. So I bought a few big books, you know, I bought the collected works of Jack London and things. I was in my mid twenties. Yeah. And I put them in my rucksack. Yeah. And I was carrying them around, you know, for something to read. Yeah. And one day we was at the marketplace and some gentleman, he approached me, he said, can I change his money? Yeah. And obviously it was a trick. While yeah. I was changing the money, somebody run away with my rucksack. Yeah. And, uh, but it was so heavy because there were all these books in it that so, he, he, he had to throw it. He had to leave it. It was too heavy for him to run with. So he, he run around the corner and he dumped it on the next block, you know. So we got it back. <laughs> Thanks to Jack, Jack London. I just want meant what's mentioned. Good, good old Jack London saved saved your rucksack. So <laughs> was was money in it as well? Maybe it's a long time ago. Can't remember. Yeah, yeah. So, so you 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 said you said V. Uh, uh, so you were you were traveling with 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 other people together as a group. No, I'm traveling what? with my partner Astrid. Yeah, uh, she's still my partner now. Yeah, all right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So we traveled. That was our first big journey. All right. So so she's, she's is she German? Yes. Astrid sounds very German. Okay. So so was 25. So wow, that's that sounds cool. So you had a great experience together over there. Yeah, fine. Great time. How was it for you as you came back? Was 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 it a culture shock somehow? Well, then we we traveled up and we uh, ended up in America, USA. All right. So the culture shock was in the USA. I can't imagine that. Uh, that was a bit of a culture shock. But So we lived there for about six months in the US and then we came back. Where did, where did, you, end, where did you end up in, 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 the, in, the, in the USA? In the USA? Uh, well, when we passed the border, uh, El Paso, we had no money all right so we took the mexican bus there was the mexican bus went three places which california for the fruit picking uh denver colorado for the construction and somewhere else so i thought we'll go to denver because i remembered all the old cowboy films all right <laughs> so we went to denver and yeah. found this enormous city right. you know so we went up into the mountains um, up in a place called Vail, Colorado. It was summer. It was a skiing place, but it was summertime, so there's no skiing. And we went into the forest and we lived there. But uh, after about three days, we got some work and we worked there. All right. But we lived in the forest, which was nice, in the, in the Rockies there. All right. You know what? So, so because I just, we, we are already on the first 30 minutes and if the, so the first part is is almost over and uh, i would like to to play a song from you for 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 the listeners with which song should we start in this part do, do, you, do you have an idea well we mentioned odd yeah so let's play that yeah so so i, I would say say uh, dear listeners uh, listen to uh, the odd to consequentialism 
um, by Matthew Robb, and this is from, from his last uh, CD, War Without Witness. Uh, and yeah, so I would say we hear us in a couple of minutes again. Your arguments end with me. There was the embalmed sperm penetrating the gates of the first days of creation. There was lonesome thoughts of the womb that rush, tumble, scream, roll and writhe, and trapped within the bellowing besmirched corridors of dark clouds. There was the autumnal coal smoke of childhood reverie. There was broken glass memories of disused derelict factories that reflect the disillusionment of youth. There were the disingenuine smiles written in the stone pavements of yesteryear. There were the labyrinth empty hallways of failed opportunity and expectation. There were the weary tune of pig iron burdens of guilt. There were the rotten abandoned railroad yards lost in opaque concrete wildernesses. There was ragged ribbons of cherry wine coloured sky sinking beyond habituated granite edifices. There were the vague offerings in the confused mysteries of the fog. There were starry wild bespangled nights of intoxication on insane tumid lakes with broken oars. There were great barren celestial dreams in dusking empty cornfields of war. There were the stone sharpened moon and the barbed wire metal of the night. There was the fetid odour that lingers in the stairwells of perception. There were the interminable, unrelenting bureaucrats of officialdom hurling rusty old truck spanners into the sweet poems of the soul. There were scattering the dirt of false teachers. There were innocent, deserted thoughts of broken down caboose trains getting tangled in the gleaming machinery of Big Brother. There was the low hum of freak technology chips replacing the blood and guts of courage and longing. There were spinning, sordid, mythomaniacal webs of self-delusion. There were warped, formulaic, synapse-choked invention masquerading as truth. There were legions of armies of intent. There were multi-headed political geekdoms, curious rhetorical incantations of corpect monotony. There were monstrous enclaves of miscommunication. There were myriad untrampled dirt roads of illumined, innumerable lands everywhere. There were the myoped eye of conjugal misapprehensions. There were drowning in the debris of colossal yearnings and badly scored laments. There were the incalculable roar of memory that screeches past in overhead oblivion. There were vast rivers of uncried tears that rush in great canyons scarred from the heart. There were the dead souls that tumble in perpetual chaos under the cold iron wheels of the railroad. Your arguments end with me. Thank you very much for for having this this tune in my show, Matthew. That was. Is it uh, what? What is the background of this song? Uh, uh, I mean, did you, is it especially a philosopher who's behind it, or? 
I think, like a, a lot of my other songs, it's um, like a, a searching for a place, you know. Um, yeah. You know, it's just like a lot of my lyrics are about seeking for something. Yeah, sure, sure. So this is it's difficult difficult to explain, I guess. Um, yeah, unusually. It, it just came quite quickly that song. All right, let's 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 stay it like this. I mean, uh, with, without words, uh, I really like the song, and um, we might hear in the second part more of your songs as well. Another song. Um, I would say, dear listeners, if you want to um, listen more to Matthew Rob's song, Matthew has a website. It's MatthewRob.com, isn't it? Yes. Um, the Facebook account Matthew Rob, so, so it's still you have to still to set it up, I think, no? Or, mm. or yeah, there's the uh, artist Matthew Rob music. The the artist, I put that as well into my <laughs> description. Um, is, is there already an Instagram account Matthew Rob now? Uh, not right now. All right. So I, never, uh, I can set one up. Yeah. So if you set it, set this up, I put the link as well into my description, and uh, and mm. people could then as well befriend you over there. Can follow you there, you know. So and if if you provide them with with some, so maybe some 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 other details, whatever from images or, or guys, you will find that like always um, in my description. And um, in my case, if you want to find me, it's it's um, as well on Instagram at Attitude or on Instagram at Detschlich or Detschlich on Facebook. And this show will come on YouTube next week, next Sunday at 10 o'clock as well, if you want to watch it over there. If you want to uh, support this podcast by some T-shirts or actually a cup, Like like this year, you can find it on um, www.attitude.com. Um, Matthew, I would say thank you very much. Uh, we are almost finished in the first part, and uh, I hope to see you in the second part. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye. You have listened to Artitude. West Cork's first art, fashion and design podcast. Artitude, never so close again. Ah! That was too close.